When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome once again to what has nearly become a regular podcast everything is black and white looking at everything that is black and white i.e newcastle united at this moment in time myself neil cameron is sitting underneath a step ladder which <laughs> i think it begins brings bad luck and there's been plenty of that joining me mark douglas badminton expert andrew fowler and lee Ryder as well um we shall start Lee, with you, if that's okay, and we shall start with a look back to Saturday. 2-1 defeat by Southampton, always beat Newcastle, don't they? Um, that's 8 points from a possible 30. 2 wins from 10 Premier League games, You can actually it's actually 2 from 12 if you add in the 2 cup defeats. I'm looking for some Alistair Campbell-style positive spin <laughs> that you can give me right now. Go mm, for it. Well, it's hard, it's hard to do that because it's not a positive situation. Um you know, Newcastle were actually fifth in the table at one stage in November, and that seems a long, long time ago. I think, really, the club, in my opinion, have been caught a little bit by surprise by the fact that Pardew walked out on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pardew obviously has, has got some good friends in London who who've, who made that think that that move happen for him. Um, but it left Newcastle without a replacement. Um, they weren't. They're not prepared to pay the big bucks. To, to go out and get someone out of the contract so you're then left scraping the barrel for an out of contract guy or at the moment having John Carver in place and uh, that, that's where the club are at the moment they, yes there is talk that they, they are talking to some bigger names um, but they're not prepared to share anything with, with the with the paying public and I, I just think it's a bit of a mess really so I can't really I can't really say too many positive things about it and you know, I'll, I'll sleep a lot easier when they do hit forty points, but that, yeah, it's not going to be for a while. Well, we're going to we'll come on to that in a little bit in a minute. Mark Lee just said there they were taken by surprise with Alan Pardew leaving. I think Lee's absolutely spot on. Surely nobody at that football club should have been taken by surprise. They need to they need to strength. This is what the nineteenth of January today. Yeah. We're more than half more than halfway through the transfer window. Where is a centre half and this centre forward? And I shall start with the centre half because they're a man down in Stephen mm. Taylor. You know, for goodness' sake. I think this is a, this is a club that, that thought that they did fantastic business in the in uh, in the summer. I think that I, I mean I went back to it. I mentioned it in the, the club in, in sorry in the podcast last week that the club has a certain way of doing things under Lee Charnley. It's very similar to his his personality, a belief that. We will do things right. We will do things under the radar. It's, we get we get it repeated like a mantra to us all the time. Well, fair enough, you know. Yeah, but then you've got to get it right. It, that's mm. the point. And you know, they were very pleased with the business they did in the summer. They believed that they did well, and they did do well in certain aspects. But they didn't bring in the striker, and they didn't bring in the centre back. And, just and they did want, by the way, Mapu Young and Biwa. They sold him because they thought they were getting a centre back in. Because we've been saying this, it's not just now. 
This isn't a reaction to what's happening now. We said that last summer. We said that last January. Yeah. We said that the summer before, Mark, did yeah. we not? You so know, striker-wise, they've not signed a big-name marquee striker, somebody who's going to score the goals since Papi Cissé, because Emmanuel Riviere is not that man. No. Um, and and it's unfair on him, actually. I think... I think he was a touch on the pricey side of five million, but I think he probably would have developed into a decent striker. Now he's completely bereft of confidence. He's been playing on his own up front because Newcastle haven't got anybody else to play alongside him. And it's just um, it's frustrating because they're not. It's not like it's a complete disaster and they're and they're they're awful and they're terrible at everything. They're not, but they don't want to take that next step. And, and there's a there's a sort of sense of don't. Raise anybody expectations. We're Newcastle. We should be happy being tenth. Yeah. No, they they're shouldn't. Not, they're not even tenth just now. No, Andy, I will. Co- I will come to you in a second. Just I want to go back to Lee because I've just written down near the word drifting, mm. and I've heard that a fair few times. Kind of John Carver's mouth. Um, what? What? For people who don't know, what John spoke in a press conference after the game on Saturday. Then he goes into a bit of a huddle with what's known as the daily newspapers. I was there, and he used the word three or four times again. Lee. Uh, as he looked a little, I think Mark said, frustrated. He was certainly that. That's what's happening just now. And a drifting club in the Premier League at this time of the season is only really going to go one way, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, it is quite... It's concerning, but I'm, I'm not I'm not going to worry too much about, you know, relegation battle at this stage because I, I, I think that, you know, people always say there's a club that gets sucked in. I don't think mm-hmm. that's happened that many times. I think it's happened maybe two or three times um, you, you you mentioned to me, I think it was, was it um, Blackpool were, were in a similar situation. No, that was yeah. Was that they're the only team yeah. that have had twenty eight points at this stage yeah. in the last yeah. ten but years. That's not Newcastle. So it kind of no. backs up what, what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and uh, you know they they're going to need another thirteen points to get out of it. Um, and uh, you know I think John Carver's quite capable of doing that. I mean, what has made me uh, <laughs> made me laugh a little bit is the. Suggestion that the Chronicle are driving this uh, Carver in campaign because we've been reporting his quotes. Well, you know, you know, you could the the newspaper will report the quotes no matter if it's Arthur Cox, Kevin Keegan, Chris Hutton, Joe Kinnear, even even Joe Kinnear would have had his quotes in. And just that certainly, just and certainly wasn't, put your drink yeah. down, Ryder, and step away. <laughs> and I think that you know when when you when you kind of weigh it all up, I mean, John Carver. He can, as I say, he will lead them to forty points at least if he gets the opportunity to do that. Will someone get more points if they came in? Maybe they would. Uh, going forward, do they need a new head coach? Do they need a new direction? Yes, they probably do. So unless John Carver wins ten or eleven games out of sixteen, mm. then he's not going to. Yeah, he's not going to get mm. the job on a flying basis. It's, it's funny because because I, I, I Neil because I, I was. I wrote a column saying that the club were drifting, and um, I got pulled up actually on it, uh, and and was told, you know, it wasn't many conversations with Mike Ashley. (laughs) No, I was I I was kind of told that the club the club weren't drifting, and they are doing stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about. And it was very much like, look, if you don't know about it, it doesn't mean that the club are drifting. Which then, so I kind of, you know, I'll take that at at face value. But then for the manager to say it on Saturday Mm. suggests to me that you know maybe. There's a few people in the club who think that this is going well. And, and, but if they've got that belief, they should be bold enough to come out and say it because, yeah. you know, there are people who are paying good money to, to watch the football club. People who've bought second half season tickets. In the thousands, actually, What's the prospect now? You know, it's very well saying we're doing good business. Trust us. What have we got to trust you on? Because you've not 
produced recently. And, and I was just going to ask you just to, to, to touch something. I'm glad you got them on eventually. Yeah, I got them on eventually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Badminton. Badminton. Warming warm yeah. up there. Yeah, the but he's going, to be good. he's going to come in with a good one. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I've been to St James's Park many, many times. Uh, that Saturday was one of the quietest. Mm. Uh, and that's that. that is an aspect here. I think the supporters, and good on they go along enough, by the way, apparently Saturday was a whole crowd. There's 49,000, over 49,000 yeah. people there. Um but they're sitting there go, and they are just waiting for something to happen on the field and off the field. You, do you get that feeling yeah, as well? Yeah, we, we've, said, we've said it before. That actually, the, the fans are waiting for something. <clears throat> and that's a, a great performance. A man to come in and sort of kickstart his Newcastle career. Or actually just a, a new coach. And you say, they're always waiting for something. And that's, and that's almost the problem. Mark just touched on it there, saying, well, you know, if the, club are, if the club are confident and they believe in what they're doing and you know, it's behind the scenes and that's how they work, fine. But give the fans or give people something to prove that and just say, listen... About communication as well. Yeah, we're, we're exactly. exactly. And just get, give us something that actually... Then we can turn around and go, right, no, listen, everybody, they are they are doing this. But unfortunately, at the moment, that's not that's not what we're hearing. And on and off the pitch, they're waiting for something to happen. We thought, Riviere's he going to come in? Is it, nah, he's not done that much, really. He's struggled. They, they, Perez, listen, they need they need, they, they, they need other players. They, I, do, they do. Well, I, he, yeah, Mark touched on it. He didn't come in and was going to be their front-line striker to, to lead the attack and lead Newcastle. No. he. I reckon he, you know, he came in with a plan that he's going to be around players, give him confidence. Injuries have played the part, I, 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 I give you that. But they're still waiting for somebody. They're still waiting for that marquee striker to give everyone a little bit of a lift. To, to be honest, everyone gets injuries. And I, I, listen, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've written a couple of times they won't get into relegation. They're doing their best to prove me wrong, but we'll speak near the whole City game. If they lose at Hull City, I'm going to officially well, speaking panic. Of in, speaking of injuries, yeah. Yeah, but, um, right, I'm just going to ask a straight question here, Lee. I'll just go around the table. Lee, who would you like in just now? As as head coach, as as the permanent head coach. Well, that's it's a really good question because <laughs> don't it, come up with many. It's too, it's too, it's very complex because you've got to. Are you asking me who would I like in out of who's available or who would I like in? Oh, why don't we? Who's who? Who would you like in as realistic? You know, because we could have yeah. a bit of fun, but let's be realistic. Well, you know, people have talked about Remy Gard, and I, I look at Remy Gard and I think, yeah, okay, he was at Leon, but. I don't really think he was amazing at, at Leon. Did okay. Did, then, o- did okay at Leon. Uh, Christoph Gold, yeah, at Saint Etienne, has done a steady job. I think he's he's actually had them challenging for Champions League place, doing well, doing well in the cups. I'm more kind of tempted by that okay. type, type of vision. Uh, yeah, I can some, see where you're coming from there. Who's, who's pushing more, it more than guard? I th- yeah, yeah, I absolutely um, see what you mean. And the other thing. The other guy is uh, Thomas Tuchel, who's been mentioned. Now, I think if we're looking at this as someone who's going to build a club and and like look at the technique, what what's going wrong at Newcastle? Mm. You know, with the injuries, with the philosophy, if someone who's going to rebuild it, then fine, he seems like a good candidate as well. But is he going to get time to do it? Because from where I'm sitting, most managers, especially the top managers, haven't. You know, Kenny Dalglish got. You know, a year and a bit or something mm. like that. Rude Hullet got a year. You know, Kevin Keegan Joke, second time around. Joking here, just a couple of months. You know, just <laughs> know. right. Okay, that's Mark again. Same question of the, of, the, of the realistic people that Newcastle okay. could get. Some people might say this isn't realistic, but um, I would like to see the club go to Rafa Benitez. I would like he, uh, two years ago when he left Chelsea. 
there were some noises from his people that they be ent- they would entertain Newcastle. Um, I know he's in Italy at the moment. Fair enough. You know, Italy. I know he's in the Champions League, and I know people will turn around and say, "Oh well, what chance mm. would you have?" Rafa Benitez would come in and do. do he's an Anglophile, isn't he? He loves English. Anglophile. Yeah. He's got a point to prove. He's got a proven, proven track record. His team's played decent football, not perfect. He's pragmatic. I think he would be the perfect candidate. Now, who do I think out of the candidates that have been mentioned, who are probably the ones that we're looking at? I think probably I'd agree with Lee on, on Tuckle. It looks like a decent, decent shout. Um, but I think Remy Card would be a good, no. good, good guy as well. I think I look at him. I think, you know. I like the fact that he knows Wenger. I like the fact that he uh, his team's played decent football there, and I think he'd come into it with his with his eyes open. Um, and uh, you know, he knows Graham Carr. The most important thing is yeah, really they're, they're, the most be... important thing is really that, that, that whoever it is is on the same wavelength as Graham Carr, which Alan Pardew wasn't from the moment he, from the moment Alan Pardew came in. It's clear that his and Carr's view of football differed significantly, so it was never going to work. Four Champions League finals for Benitez with a. Very good Valencia yeah. team, but not a side you expect to be in Europe. And let's be top man, not the best Liverpool team. Yeah, yeah but the, the, you know that outstanding yeah. candidate, and I think an achievable candidate for Newcastle if they were to shed some of this. Woe is us, tenth in the league's hour. Where we've got the best Newcastle. I'll quote Lee Charney: "The best Newcastle. They could be pound for pound." How uninspiring was that when we read yeah, it? Well, made me want to cry. It did. You're a Paolo de Canio man, Andy, aren't you? You want him <laughs> back in... <laughs> no, not, not, a, not a pair, I don't. Right, the, who, I, who do you want? Name, name, name. I like De Boer. I know, he, mm. I know, this, I know the, the talk around him that he's, you know, he may be hanging on for a Barca <laughs> job, whether that comes up, whether that does or doesn't. I like him. I think he works. He's worked under constraints. I know he's, he's, he's been in Holland. I would like to have seen him go elsewhere, but I, I, like, I like him. I think Newcastle have also got... Decent Dutch contingent here as well. You've obviously you've got Sim de Jong who would like to see coming back shortly. I think he would have been. I think he would have been good. I think he would have been an achievable target as well. I think the problem, whoever the it may in, still be if they wait till the end of the season. Could. But like Mark says again, it's you've got to shed some of that. Oh yeah, woe is us. You you actually go out. Yeah, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to bring in. That Tuchel, Tuchel probably murdered his pronunciation of his surname there. <laughs> You're dead. Yes. Whoever it is has to have the. Um, has to have that relationship, and that seems to have been key. As I say, that going for this head coach role, they're, they're going to have to. Um, but De Boer would have been my my sort of so you're De Boer. prime candidate. Who, uh, I, I'm still Steve McLaren. Yeah, you've been McLaren yeah. from the start. I yeah. think he's an excellent coach. Um, the Manchester United players, I know they're not the most popular club in this neck of the woods, but they, they are incredibly successful. He was their coach when they won the treble back in 99. That was a pretty strong dressing room, and they all speak very highly of him. Mm. They speak very highly of him as a manager. He did great things at Middlesbrough. I don't care what anyone says. He did. I know he got the money. He's been a success abroad. He's had a few stumbles along the way. The England thing's the England thing. Uh, but Wolfsburg. that uh, Wolfsburg just and But I just think he's a good coach, and I think he fit it. However, they should have gone for Neil Lennon in the summer because he's mm. turned up the championship with Bolton. I said at the time, and he would have been up for it. But could have Koeman last year. Yeah, mm. and then there's a lot of that. Lee, isn't it? Him pl- 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 yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh. A, that's a kind of sorry tale in Newcastle, isn't it? Because you're all every time somebody does something, you always say they could have had him for this and they could have that. There's too many missed opportunities. I, w- I would suggest Newcastle were uh, they didn't have the bottle to. Pardew last year. That's right, yeah. Absolutely. Went on a horrendous run in the first half of last year. 
they didn't have the, the kind of conviction to get rid of, of Pardew when the team looked dead on the knees. He looked out, out of it, headbutting mm. David Mailer. That's not the behaviour of a, of a guy who's in a good place. Um, and they could have got rid of, rid of him then and got mm. someone in the summer could have been Ronald Koeman. They could have had him. Mm. They lack the conviction to take the next step at Newcastle at the moment. They're very comfortable where yeah. they are. And how, how, look how they were rewarded. They stuck with Pardew. And he walked out on yeah. the game. So, so I, is that not? There's a lesson there yeah. for, for Newcastle, you know. I, I, I think that I, I think Alan Pardew's made them, them them look a little bit uh, silly. Not, not. I don't. I wouldn't put silly. He's he's put them in a very awkward position mm. for a club who's stuck by him during his darkest hours. We said all along, and I think it was the feeling of a lot of people around here that Alan Pardew was was in it for himself, which is fair enough because everybody is, but all this rubbish and nonsense at the start of this season that we are a strong team, we all go together, that's what Alan Pardew's made look ridiculous. And I, and I don't know whether Newcastle believed it. I think they might have actually believed that, oh, he's in it with us as well. He, he wasn't. And look at him now, two wins in, three wins in three in Palace. Re- rehabilitating his reputation, he'll be happy as Larry because he's he's there and Making he's going to get this, this England I, job that he wants supposedly. Mate, well, I want to make it up because I'm Scottish. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, well, you should. We, we, we are the team that rise. Um, I see. I'm quite old school. I know we're talking about head coach and whatever, but I'm quite old school. I like the manager of any football club, particularly one such as Newcastle United, to be a strong man. He's the boss. He's the most important yeah. person in the club. He might not pay the bills and he might not write the checks. Not that there's many checks been written right mm. now, but it's him. His word goes. That's if you go to all the great managers and you don't need to go back that far. They're the most important person of the club. I don't think they can come in and be told who to sign by Lee Charlie, Graham Carr, or anyone else. To be perfectly, they can. This is the pro, this is the kind of players we're going for, and this is a project we've got. Fine, but the manager's got to have the say. He's got to be the man, is he not? I think so because. At the end of the day, Newcastle is such a big club, and for me, you know, I go back to the Keen era, and you know, I probably harp on a lot more than you guys because I was I was around at, at that time, and it was a magical time. Mm. Um, you know, when Keegan used to spit, you know, you'd go to a pub after the game, and Keegan would come on the screen, the whole pub would be completely mm. silent, and the volume would be turned up, and that's the type of aura you need to manage a club like Newcastle United. Mm. And, you know, a head coach who's almost the opposite of what you've said. Mm. Someone calling the shots. Someone who's the last to know with transfers. Mm. I don't think it's going to work because, you know, it's it's the players might not have as much respect for, for that guy, and uh, that's a worry for a club the size of Newcastle. I mean, Mark, the, the thing about it is, if, if, if when the new guy comes in, I I don't think it's going to be John Carver. It might, might be him at the end of the season. But the new guy comes in. The the, the, the thing about somebody else signing the players is they're the ones that do the tactics and change the, and put out the team and if there's player A and player B, player B that come in from France that he just doesn't rate mm. at all and in fact Remy Cabell wasn't rated by the yeah. former Newcastle manager yeah. that's when big problems start yeah and that's and that's when Newcastle starts to lose a bit of this kind of aura about having fun, this fantastic recruitment strategy which is why I think it's important I mean that, that looking on the bright side I think that, that why it's important that Graham Carr is so key in this and uh, and I actually I like Graham Carr as I you know I've, I've spoken to him once or twice on the uh when he got when he signed that that 
eight-year deal and, and very early on, actually, when he was, um, he did a piece with the Sunday Sun and I got the impression he was, you know, he was actually, he knew a lot about Newcastle and I kind of like, he doesn't say a lot, does he? He doesn't come out and say much, but um, but I, I speak to people who, who like him, who say he's good. I think he knows Newcastle a lot. So I'm kind of like happy that a football man is is doing this process because... He, he, um, he should be recommending players not signing them, though, I would suggest. No? I don't know whether he's signing players. To be mm. fair, I don't, think he's ever, I don't think he's ever done that. I think he's been recommending them and I think he's probably blocked a few of the Pardew ones. I mean, I'd heard uh, <laughs> Colin Kazam Richards mentioned he was he rang up another journalist and said, John Joe Shelby's the player I want, which was sparked all of that. And uh, and then you're probably getting other people, I think probably Graham Carr or other scouts saying, no, we don't need, you know, we, we don't want him. I think, I think that's Charlie was one as well. The yeah. Like the guy he liked. Oh, he was the guy he liked. Um, he liked Charlie Adam. Alan did, Carr, didn't he? He did. He uh, really, I, I think I actually wrote once that they were going to go for because yeah, he, he told me. He, he, he kept hinting so much. Yeah. There was, there was, was Darren Bent he was yeah. desperate for. Um, there was a lad... He was a bit of a flavour of the month for a while. Um, he was at Blackpool. Uh, DJ Campbell, I think he liked. Junior Hoylet. Junior Hoylet. I mean, this Names is, you know... the conjure with oh, really exactly. here. Thing, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that Graham Carr has done a wonderful job in that everything's gone perfect, but who would you rather have had, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn to a young person here because, Andy, you know about Instagram and various other things that are rubbish. Uh, should the Newcastle United players be putting pictures on online yeah. with them, big thumbs up. Hey, we're off to Dubai when... And I'll read the quote, I'll read the figures again. Two wins in 12, eight points in 30. I'd, I don't know. I think I, I think it's a little... Uh, as with a lot of footballers, they're... I think they don't they don't appreciate that actually him putting a little bit of a fun picture is going to cause a bit of a stir. I actually don't have that much of a problem with it. I really don't. Uh, Young person's view, of course. Well, no, no. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm very aware of what people do and should or shouldn't tweet because it's, you know, it, it can become misconstrued, which is so. This this has done, but and I think it's it is a bit of a it's a grey area. I, I I don't think it's a problem for him. I think if you want to do that, it make he's been playing a bit better. And, he, and actually, I would like to see a bit of fun from him, a bit, a bit of a smile. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'd, rubbish. I, I, I don't think that. To be honest, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm, I kind of back Andy on this a little bit. I, I don't. <gasps> yes. I don't think that. Honestly, footballers, I don't. I don't think they care what what too many people think. You know, is and it the old thing in they, a bubble they, thing? They, they care about. They care about football matches. They do care about you know winning and losing. Of course, they do. But in terms of other other stuff around it, they're not bothered. I mean, I remember standing at the training ground one day and talking to someone about players, and they said, "Look, if you told some of these that they were going to be transfer listed and sent to another club, they'd just shrug their shoulders and, and, and go because that's the industry they're in. You know, it's it, for them, it's a job. They're going to go from club to club, and it's it's as simple as that. Un- they, they're, they're bothered about winning and losing. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they are bothered about the fans, but I don't think they take things like that. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, with it, I do know what you mean. I, unfortunately, we all want them to. Be, it sounds like we we want them to be downbeat. We you know they've, they've lost it. It's, I don't want to be that. I just don't want them sending big smiley pictures of themselves. A couple of hours after the defeat. The, the one thing it did expose was they were in economy class. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. So yeah, they you know, know, I, 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 I phone Emirates business class. I'm posher than Remy yeah, Cabello. I, I just I, to me, like I mean, the one thing I will say, like although. I, We've been pretty downbeat about this. I think we have. <laughs> I think we've been downbeat about a lot at Newcastle at the moment. I think the one thing I would say about the squad is they're all pretty honest guys. We've had some rogues pulling on black and white recently, and some guys like Denver Bar, who we all loved watching play because he was brilliant, but he was a complete mercenary mm. here for one sole reason to get That's to get a step point. up, which he did. 
And I'm not saying that there aren't players like that in the squad at the moment, but there's a lot of honest guys in there as well. Guys like Jack Colbert leaded a brilliant piece over Christmas, which got lost really because of the head coach stuff. And, and as it happened on the day that um, he, he went, leaded a great piece with Jack Colbert saying, you know, Sunderland was a job to me. This is my, this is my life. And, Jack Colbert's been playing well. That one. Yeah, well. I, I do, think, actually. Yeah. You know what? Like, if, yeah, if we get enough people... Good line, that. But it was a really good example of what this, this squad's about. Just before we go, just very quickly, we if we, we sit down here in a week's time, looking forward to the whole game, is there going to be an announcement of any sort, do you think? I think there, there will be a decision made on whether... I, th- I think they'll... One of the... Couple of things will happen. I think they'll either stick with Carver, make the decision to stick with him at the end of the season, or they'll bring someone in on the short term, and then they'll go back to you know the, the likes of Goldier and, and Gar maybe at the end of the season. But I do expect some kind of movement. Okay, Andy, would you think so? Uh, I I, th- I think there's going to be a decision made now, and I think that decision preemptively would be Carver till the end of the season. Mark, twelve days. If they don't make a decision, it'd be terrible. I think they will bring in somebody. Permanently before, do you? Yeah. Personally, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that to be different from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, no. As the, if you asked me a couple of days ago, I'd have said Carver. I've just got a little thinking that I think you might be right. I think they are going to try to bring in somebody permanently. <laughs> but they also they don't need to just bring that. They need to bring players in as well. Yeah. And I know Mike Ashley is busy doing trying to buy up half a Glasgow and this, that, and the other. Two weeks that, today. That, that needs to be done the next fortnight, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Before we go, I have to ask you this. I'm sorry. This, this is awful, and I will not be able to look myself in the mirror, but if you could go on iTunes, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes, I've been told to but say... But only rate us if you rate us Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, if, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you we'll find out, if you rate us badly, we'll find out where you are, and we'll come to your house, and <laughs> Dougie will come round and talk about Bradford City for five hours, and nobody wants <laughs> Don't that. talk to me about Bradford. Uh, well, well, no tickets for Chelsea. Don't, don't, don't worry, we're, we're not. We're not <laughs> <going around. laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll speak to you very, very soon, if you're very, very good. 